0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Beyond the Budget podcast, where we focus on helping you create a budget that works for you so you can focus on what's beyond the budget, which is the life and the goals that you want to live and accomplish. Before we start today's episode, I want to say thanks again to anyone who's already left me a review. We are up to 16 reviews on this podcast. Woohoo! So less than 16 episodes, but we already have 16 reviews. Reviews help promote this podcast so more people can find it. the more people who find the podcast, the more lives it can help change. So if you would like to support this podcast, here are a few free things that you can do. First, leave a review. Second, share it on social media. Um, The presence of Beyond the Budget is not very widely spread on social media for a lot of reasons. So if you do use social media, if you use Instagram, you could tag me in your stories. Or Facebook is the best place to find this podcast and things related to it. So if you want to share it on your Facebook or invite friends to like the page, that would be awesome. Or you could simply recommend this podcast to a friend who needs it on whatever their preferred podcasting platform is. One more announcement I want to make, guys, is that each Friday between 3 and 5 Central Standard Time, um, I go live on Facebook. So if you're not already following the Facebook page, you can do it. Do that using the link in the description below. When I go live, I, I ask questions in real time. If you're listening to this on the day it airs, then tomorrow's episode will be at 4.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. It'll be a little bit later because I'll be involved in some volunteer activities tomorrow. And I would like to stay as long as possible to help volunteer um, in that endeavor. <laughs> I hope you guys had a great week. I was just thinking about... Uh, a lot of people at, at the live, you know, and questions that I've asked on Facebook, everybody was, um was asking questions about like investing and paying off their debt and th- different things like that. And I had a post on there where I asked people like, what's something that you want to know more about? And a lot of definitely like deeper topics, like understanding how to choose life insurance and then, and things like that uh, were asked comparing benefits packages. So Just know that some of those topics are in the works. I I just simply believe that the foundation of your money and the budgeting and having clarity on how much money you have to invest and to do some of those things um, is just really important. So we're starting from the bottom um, and we're going to work our way up to some of the most more complicated. And that'll be good too, because if you're listening to this podcast in the future, I could simply say, okay, check back for, you know, if you're lost and you're still at the point where you need to, you know, make a budget, you're not into this investing part yet. Um, then you could go back to episode 11 or or 12 or whatever that is. We're laying a very good, firm, solid foundation and then building up from there. So today's episode is episode two in the multi-part series about getting your financial life together that we started last week. Last week's episode covered what to do before you create a new financial plan or budget. And this week we're diving into the how. These are actionable steps you can take to build a budget that works for you, hopefully. So pocket this episode and go back to the the last episode if you haven't listened to it yet. But if you have listened to it, let's dive into creating a budget. Now, I want to disclaim that this is not the only way to make a budget. You know, there's different apps, there's different systems, and there are four main issues that I find with clients and just people in general. And I think these are the most common issues that most financial coaches see. Number one, people feel like they're making enough money, but they don't have any idea where it's going. So they need a budget. The person might feel behind and want to have more savings to go towards their goals, so they build a budget to try to figure out how much money they could put towards their goals. They may be in debt and not see a way out, but the foundation of them all goes back to creating a budget. And then creating a sustainable budget is still what it ends up going back to. These are all symptoms, I feel like, of a bigger problem. Whatever budgeting system you might be using, you can't see your money clearly. It's not that it's not a mistake that my signature coaching session is called a clarity session, because I personally believe that building a budget with complete clarity is essential to creating a sustainable plan. You have to be clear from the beginning where you're going. And of course, it's not going to be crystal clear, but have a very excellent idea, something that's easily adjustable, where when you look at it at a glance, you can see you know where your money is and where it's not and and how today's decisions will affect the future. You want you do want to be clear on what you make and what you spend so you can allocate towards goals and dreams, right? Well, that's why we want to move beyond the budget in the first place. We want to build the budget and we want to move beyond that towards our our hopes and our dreams. Another benefit of having financial clarity is that you can make educated decisions about ways to make more money, spend less and feel more control of your money instead of having it control you. And honestly, then you'll know how much you need to make. Or how much you need to reduce your spending, because you'll have a really good idea of where you stand. So I'm going to teach you guys the Beyond the Budget way of of building a budget. This is a process I learned first uh, during my training as a financial coach from Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, and I adjusted it to meet my clients' needs. Um, I know every circumstance is different, whether you're married or you know you're single, and I found that this method this method with its adjustments works best for the people that I work with. Okay, so I'm gonna walk you through three steps of creating this budget. And if you would like a template on this, like just a paper template to help you create it, um, you can join my email list and I'll be sending that out to email subscribers so that you could do this in a template format. Um, and that email will be going out um if this podcast comes out on Friday um, then that email will be going out tomorrow. So, um, if you want to sign up for the email list in the link of the description, the description below, I can actually give you a template for building this budget. If you want to try to do it on your own. So again, I said that there was three steps to creating a budget, the beyond the budget way. Number one is information gathering. I know, I know. You're probably like, I'm about to turn you off right now, Tenyo. I'm not even here for this. But listen to me. Don't hang up on me or don't push pause. Don't click out and go on to the next podcast. I know this is not the fun part, but it's necessary, guys. It's necessary. And I'm going to tell you why. And I actually had a review, Um, somebody that uh, I guess I at a, a church I went to recently, they're like, yeah, I heard your podcast. Man, you get real with them. You're, I mean, you're something else. And I just want to always let you guys know that I will be real with you. But I try to be kind at the same time. So don't leave me a one star if I get if I start getting too too real. I'm just here uh for the facts. So uh in this information gathering step, step one, you're gonna gather information about everything. And it's easy to just want to jump right into guesstimating. But what I find is if listen, if your financial life is a mess because you don't know where your money is going, then guess what? You don't know where it's going. So don't guess and be like, you know, I think I spend about. Six like you know six hundred dollars a month on food or oh you know I don't remember how much this I don't want him to remember how what how much that one is, I want you to actually really go gather the information. This step, this first step is important as well because this is what you're gonna build your budget off of, and you don't want to be lying to yourself. You don't want to be lying to yourself. It's you know again with my my five um physical fitness analogies. It's like if you don't want to count the donut and you're not going to count the Twinkie either, don't be surprised if you don't lose any weight. Because just because you don't count it doesn't mean that you aren't eating it, right? So um, you want to know where your money is going. You don't want to guess on these numbers. So some items you need to gather will be things like pay stubs. I recommend maybe getting a couple of pay stubs just because sometimes you have overtime. You might have had holiday pay or something like that a couple of consistent pay stubs um next thing you want to gather is one to two months of bank statements or credit card statements if you use credit cards and i say one to two months because we're going to use that to actually calculate how much we've been spending on different things so i really do want you to go through that budget i'm gonna, excuse me i want you to go through those statements and i want you to look at every time you see zaxby's every time you see chick-fil-a and add it all up okay add up kroger if that's the grocery store, you go to Whole Foods, whatever. And I want you to see how much over the course of a couple months average you are spending on food, because we're going to use that as our basis number for what we need to allocate for food. And you might say, oh my gosh, this number is way too high. And then you could decide, again, educated decision, oh, this number needs to come down. So uh, gather that, also gather bills. Um, I find a lot of times people forget what all bills that they have. This can be really eye-opening. Because you might not realize that you have $75 in subscriptions, which if that's you want to do that, that's fine. But it might also be an opportunity for you to say, oh yeah, okay, I have Hulu and I have Disney. I can do the Disney Hulu bundle and save myself $10 a month or whatever it might be. So um, you're going to gather up all those things like that. Things like memberships, things like if you have any past due statements and all that, just get them all stacked together so that you can have them at arm's length when you decide to go ahead to the next part. I want to say that this part can feel overwhelming and I understand that. So give yourself some time and grace. Um, you don't want to put so much pressure on yourself that you quit before you start. In fact, when I begin to work with most clients, I ask them to schedule their very first session, um, their clarity session with me, the two hour intensive session, at least one to two weeks minimum away from the time that, that they decide to sign up because it can be a little bit of work to gather this information. Um, So once you have done your information gathering stage, the next thing you're going to do is organizing. So you have your numbers, it's time to organize them. I recommend separating your expenses into three categories. Um, Well, three expense types. Number one is going to be fixed expenses. So um, these are regular bills. These are things like Every month you pay them, even if they're not the same amount. So uh, water and sewage, uh, cell phone bills, your car payment, uh, if you pay for an alarm system, uh, gym memberships, anything like that that um, you pay for monthly that doesn't actually change and that's fixed for the most part is going to go into your fixed expenses category. Your day-to-day expenses are things that you spend money on, you know, day-to-day, like eating now and groceries and gas and things like that. And then your random expenses, and I'm going to equate random expenses in this case to sinking fund categories. I'm not going to go as deeply into the sinking fund category uh, because there is an entire episode on sinking funds. So you can go back to the sinking fund episode and listen to uh, how I recommend you break down sinking funds. Um, And then also in the episode in the show notes, and I'll edit in the show notes in this one too, um, I did have a sinking funds worksheet if you would like to print that off and use that to help you organize your sinking funds. All right, so you got your sheet of paper and you understand your categories. First one thing I want you to do is make a list of your fixed expenses. So we're going to start with fixed expenses. Make the list of the fixed regular bills and their monthly amounts. And I want you to put these in due date order. Okay. And this is very important. So starting with the first of the month, going to the end of the month, put them in due date order. There's a lot of reasons for that. Um, One of them can be that maybe you need to adjust some of the due dates. So everything's not crowded at the first paycheck. Um, Also, The way that we're going to budget is we're going to budget where you're going to pay your bills when you get paid. So you're going to basically pay in between pay periods, everything that will be due in between those pay periods. So um, very important to put them in due date order. Next thing is to make a list of your um, day-to-day expenses. So for this category, imagine all the things you spend money on day-to-day. If you aren't sure this amount, again, you can use the information from your bank statements to see how much on average you spend on day-to-day expenses like gas and eating out and things like that. This is a category that I think there are varying opinions on. Uh, this is one that if you are a fan of Dave Ramsey, he has you use envelopes for. Um, I don't believe in envelopes. <laughs> oh, no, I do really believe in envelopes. But I recommend that instead of using envelopes, you just transfer this money to a spending account, but you can do it however you want to. There is a really, really cool app also that you can use for this category uh, just to keep track of this amount of money that you have for spending between paychecks. It's called Envelopes. Is M, the letter M envelopes that you can use for that, or you can download Ramsey's every dollar app. Um, also if you want more sophisticated system, you could use, you need a budget. If you're wanting to go this on your own, the really good thing about this is it just makes that spending account, um, that spending amount of money. Um, it makes it a set amount. So there's not these little purchases all the time. And then also when the money's gone, it's gone, which is the benefit of things like envelope systems and tracking systems and things like that. You know, you can't go, um, You can't go uh, uh, any further. Hopefully your self-control reels you in. Um, So that's what you do with that one. And then again, your random expenses, these things are usually categories that fall under Sinking funds like vacation, car registration, repairs. If you haven't already listened to that sinking fund episode, you can go back to the episode and listen to it. By organizing your money like this, you can create uniformity. That's what we want. We want uniformity where every month everything looks exactly the same. You don't have to keep track of little like nitpicky things because you're giving yourself a lump sum to spend. If you do like that micro tracking, you can feel free to use a different method or track every one of these dollars. But my goal is to reduce overwhelm, increase clarity, so you can focus on what you really wanna focus on, which is what to do with the extra moolah that you found in your budget, right? Or how to fix the deficit that you have in your budget, not deduct $15 from Chick-fil-A, okay? So we don't wanna be worried about that stuff. We wanna be worried about an overall picture that we can predict into the future. The last part of making a budget in the beyond the budget method is strategizing. So at this point, you have some decisions to make. You might find out that you're short. You might find out you have some surplus. To decide what to cut and keep and adjust, I would encourage you guys to listen to last uh go back to last episode's questions. You know what I asked about the four W's. One of them was what are you willing to compromise? Be realistic about what you're willing to compromise. If you want your Starbucks every morning, have it every morning. But is it worth, you know, the reduction in the amount you can spend at the gym? for example. And then remind yourself while you're doing this to motivate you towards making those changes in your budget as well. This part is unique for every person and it's part, this is the part you probably most equate with the word budgeting. It's the part where you take a look at your incoming expenses, your income, figure out how much excess or deficit you are looking at, and make adjustments and compromises, make plans for the future, sinking funds and adjustments, and things like that. For this portion of the, pro- pro- the process, you can use pencil and paper. I actually, um, again, if you sign up for my email list, I can give you a free worksheet that you can use to get you started. Um, but I have a actually um, proprietary form- formula in the Excel worksheet that you can do and you can budget your money out for months in advance. So it's pretty cool. And it's what I use to manage my money and what I use to manage the help my clients manage their money. Okay, Whew. I hope that didn't seem like too much. Um, it's a little bit of a sophisticated system, but I feel like you're up for the challenge. Um, if uh, in, in next week's episode, we're going to focus on debt. And there's multiple ways to pay off debt. And we're going to go over each one and the pros and cons of those. And how I recommend you go off debt, how I paid off my debt. I'll give a little bit of my story and some of the things we focused on uh, in when we paid off our debt. Um, if you're listening to this episode right now, and you're thinking, ah, uh, you know what? I've been there and done that. I don't think I can do this on my own. Seven years ago, I actually just posted this on the Beyond the Budget page. I was in your shoes and my husband and I had just embarked on a journey to pay off over $72,000 in debt. We went through a process very similar to this one that I mentioned to you today. We we created a budget. Um, we you know, made, figured out what was sustainable for us and what wasn't spoiler alert. It wasn't envelopes. If you're into envelopes again, more power to you, but cash was just not our thing. So we had to find out a different way to budget and to make things work that was sustainable. And I will, I just exit in, in, insert this for free. <laughs> this is part for free. One of the easiest things about, um, about paying off debt is momentum. So you have this momentum going and we did use the snowball method, which again, is not necessarily the best one or the only one, but that's the one we use, but you sometimes get into a place where you hit an amount that's astronomical. So by the time we got, we were, you know, a few months in, we hit a bill that was $50,000. That's not going to go away that fast. Like the little $200, like, you know, medical bill and things are. And so, you have to be able to maintain the pace and you have to be able to maintain whatever budgeting system that you start to use and it's okay to change it. And it's okay to edit it, but be realistic with yourself about your abilities and what you're willing to sacrifice is all that I'm um, saying that way you don't, you won't beat yourself up. Be disappointed in yourself because you're not making it work it's okay to be flexible it's okay to make changes um to make it work for you i think that's one of the downfalls of some of the other programs where it's like you must do this you must save this amount you must do this and you must do that um you don't have to do that you don't have to do that but just know that your results might be expedited or more expedient or your results might slow down as 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 a result of the changes that you that you make so we went through the process very similarly like i mentioned only 18 months we were free. Um, and that didn't happen by accident. Some of the strategies that we used are going to be mentioned in the next few episodes. So the next one will be on debt. The next one after that will be on building side hustles and ways to make extra money. If you need to make extra money to reach your goals. Um, the clarity session is, I think, what you would need if you're feeling overwhelmed. So you get a clear plan with two to three actionable steps Um and um decide if you want to work with me continuously after that, or if you would just like that session to get you jump started. If you would like to, simply go down to the show notes or my website, ww.tanyaleprice.com to schedule a complimentary 15-minute consultation. We can talk about what your goals are and if programming that I offer will actually um be within your best interest and will work work for you. Okay, guys, I want to end this session or this episode with a scripture and a prayer. Proverbs 3, 9-10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Lord, I pray that you will be with each and every one of our listeners as they take these steps towards honoring you with their finances. I pray that you give them strength, peace, fortitude, and a discipline to follow through. Keep them in times of doubt and fear and let not their labor be in vain. Amen. All right, guys. Until next time. Have a nice week.